I'm Carrie Brett, and you're listening to Shot at Love. Isn't it time you took a shot at love? Took a shot on yourself? Believe you are worthy of true love? Is there a more effective way to date? Can you find love? Hell yeah. And I'm going to show you how it's done. Today's episode is called Match Made in Heaven. Today, we have one of my dear friends, Maureen Hancock, who is a comedian medium. She was one of the angels who carried me to the other side when I was surviving a bad breakup. Hi, Maureen. Hey. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And you know what, Carrie? I think I kept you from going to the other side, honestly. I know you did. Mm. Most people are not as fortunate to have such good friends as you. It's really meaningful to me that you're here. And thank you for being such a good friend when I need so much support. Let's talk about what you do for a living. I see dead people. <laughs> so, you talk to I mean, let's just cut to the chase, right? <laughs> so I'm a spirit medium. And I also do a lot of holistic healing. And I help people get in touch with their intuition. And that's what I'm hoping to do with your folks today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So I had a car accident. I broke every bone in my face. Had a near-death experience felt my grandmother with me. After that, I started to literally hear dead people. It was so overwhelming. And I was a stand-up comedian in Boston and working at Logan Airport, litigation manager. So I became dubbed the comedian medium. That's me in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about your psychic ability. How has that helped you in relationships? Oh my goodness, do you have three days? So Dr. Phyllis, right here. I love to show people that we all have intuition. And especially with relationships, it's really important for you to hone in on those skills, to be able to feel in your gut, is this right for me? Is this person cheating? Are they telling the truth? Does it feel good in your gut? And for me, I had a rude awakening with intuition in relationships because I walked in on my fiance six months before the wedding doing another chick. So, yeah. So I'm glad I listened. What's so funny? You realize my father's going to listen to this podcast. No, your father loves me. Your father loves me. I tell it like it is. Jesus loves you too. Yes, and I'm the good Irish Catholic girl. But you know what? I'm really glad that that happened in hindsight, you know, right. which is 2020. I look back on that as a learning moment. And you know, all mm-hmm. of our relationships have taught us so much so that when we do find the right one, right. we're just going to know. Right. And I know why I had to go through all that. But right. I heard a voice tell me, go home, go home. I was at a birthday party in the middle of the day, go home. And it's that nudge. You're going to feel your intuition like it won't leave you alone. Look behind you. Look behind you. Look over your shoulder. Well, I went home and I felt something when I opened the door and all the furniture was knocked over and boom, bang. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. It was an awakening for me. That's Mm. really crazy. How about you with your intuition? I mean, I know for a fact that men will tell you exactly who they are in 90 seconds or less. And most people don't listen Mm -hmm. to what they're saying. When I met my boyfriend, Scott, the first thing he said to me was, I'm a nice guy. And I said, well, I don't believe nice guys exist because I had been through so much. Mm. 
And he said, if we end up together, I will treat you like gold every single day. And I was like, well, that sounds good. I got to the point when I finally met Scott that I was absolutely done. I wasn't going to be treated the way I had been treated in the past. Wow. And you met Scott on Tinder. Tinder, <laughs> Tinder success story. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. it took a lot of it took know, a, it took donkeys <laughs> to find <laughs> <laughs> the quarter horse. <laughs> You know, derby winner, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, I went through it with you. I know. It was hell. It was... You define heaven. It was not easy, but, you know, one foot in front of the other, one swipe, one date at a time. Every date that I went on, I, get, I got more confident and regained my power. It's not technically fun for anyone, but, you know, at least I had a friend who was a comedian and we laughed our way through oh boy, a lot of we? it. So let's talk about when I was on Tinder. What did you think about my time on Tinder? Did you think Tinder was a good move for me? or? or? Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> At first, I was like, do you remember? I was like, no, right. say no to Tinder. Right, you were so mad about Tinder all the time. And no, because, you know, it was the reputation at the time around my friends that it was a hookup site, mm-hmm. but you really opened my eyes to it. Right. That, and so many success stories with Tinder. Now it's crazy. And yet now I tell people, forget the other sites, go to Tinder. Right. When I was on Tinder, you would be like, Carrie, how many matches? Okay, none. There are no Tinder matches out there. <laughs> go around, ask all your friends how many Tinder matches, and you find zero. And I said, well, it just came out. You know, I'm a trailblazer on Tinder, and I like it. It's fast. If I want to go on a date tonight, I can be on a date tonight. And I can't even keep up with my email inbox. I wasn't going to do an inbox on another site. Mm. But you blamed my lack of success on Tinder, so you went on another site. Do you want to talk about that and pretended to be me? I think my name okay. was I think my name was Blonde Ambition. Yes, it was Blonde Ambition, <laughs> but. Really? Was it your ambition or mine? Because well, you I, wrote the bio. I wrote the bio. Most of it was right. So what if I got your daughter's age wrong? And I got your occupation right, I think. You got that right. But, but I pretended to be you. So talk about that. <laughs> oh, it was so fun. So night after night, I would sit with these men and I would pretend to be you, but I would try to get into your headspace. And what would Carrie say? And what would Carrie do? And I would just, I would write back to them as you. Oh goodness, nobody knows this. I'd be watching talk shows and in the middle of This Is Us commercials, I'm like, oh yes. Texting all these guys Mm -hmm. and you would pick the worst dates for me. I'm like, you are psychic for a living. (laughs) I know. I can talk to the dead, but I can't set people up. So this is a match made in heaven, though. Hey, I told you Scott was good. And to stick with him. You did. You almost didn't give him another chance. Do you remember? Right. And then, but the one thing that you kept saying was, by June, he'll be living with you. I remember that. It was like in the springtime and you said, nope, this guy's going to come in really fast. He's going to come in real fast and then he'll be moving in and he'll be mowing your lawn and painting your house and driving Morgan aside. Yes. And it, what, it did happen exactly like yeah. that. So I can do those kind of predictions, but I don't know. I guess when I was trying to be you, I wanted love for you so bad and I wanted to pick you up off the floor because you were just a puddle of nothing, mm-hmm. right? That I just... I wanted it so bad that I think that I even lost my intuition. However, 
do you remember some of these donkeys? I mean, I would tell you. I would tell you, like, this one is married. He's full of it. Or, right. you know, different things that would come up maybe after the first date, and you'd be like, I don't know, there's a red flag. I would tune in and be like, oh, he's actually gay. Right. I remember one time, though, you said, you've got to be cool. You've been through a lot. I Just give this guy a break. And I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm not like blowing it up right now. And I remember you texted back, oh my God, <laughs> like you were just like, what's happened to me? But it was good because I was getting stronger. You took back your power. Right. That's what I want all women listening, tuning in. You can take back your power because we give it to them. Mm-hmm. And then we tear ourselves apart. Self-esteem falls through the floor. When you pick yourself back up like you did, you found the one. You right. had success. Right. But, it, I mean, it was, you know, me on my hands and knees in my kitchen, like Bruce Almighty, just, God, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to keep going out with these people who are not truthful. And they're attention getters. And hanging out with me for three months is great. But that ends because yeah. they either have to rise up and have a real relationship or not. That's hard when you have to go through those after surviving a bad heart, heartbreak. Mm-hmm. That's not a fun place to be. But there's always a light on the other side. You know, picturing that pot of rain, you know, pot of rainbows and the thing <laughs> of gold, whatever. Right. Buying a vowel. I don't know. You can buy a vowel. I think where you say that there'll be like a sunshiny day eventually, you have to believe that it's going to happen. If you don't, because I find that's the biggest thing that most people do is that they put themselves online, but they're so negative about it and they're so down about it. Mm. And that is an energy. And so it causes them not to be successful. So even though I did have a lot of setbacks and things didn't work out, I was figuring out the right way to Tinder. And you have amazing stories. I do. But like you said, you attract the energy that you put out. So if you're negative, you're going to attract negative. Totally. Or it's not going to work because you've already set it up that way. Right. So I want to help people to know that you do have some power here with your intuition, with manifesting, mm-hmm. with bringing forth the one that's right for you. Right. And, and I see you do that with Lots women. Oh, yeah, oh, but it, with women too, like yeah. that you're teaching them how to navigate, right, this, the tough waters of life with Well, I teach them how to manifest the man of their dreams, you know, usually within a week because they just have to reframe their thinking and they have to change up their strategy. What would be your top tip for changing your strategy? Again, it's about believing that you are worthy of what you want. And so I always start with the top 10 lists of how to manifest a guy and be careful about what you want and what you write down. So when you put a pen to paper, it's very powerful, just like how you used to write in your notebook. Why don't you tell that story about John? Oh, my high school love I reconnected with 30 years later on Facebook. Wasn't Um, he your son's karate instructor, though? Oh, only after I found out he lived in my town and owned a karate school. (laughs) So I was working out, and somebody said to me, hey, 
don't you know Johnny Hatfield? And I was like, what? Because I was still madly in love with him 30 years later. He moved to Germany in the army. And then I find out he's living right down the street from me. I was newly single. I guess he was as well. You know, things work out for a reason. And they said, oh, he owns Bridgewater Martial Arts. Well, the next night I had my son in karate. As I'm dragging my kid, he's like, I don't even like karate. I'm like, shut up, kid. (laughs) You do tonight. (laughs) And he only lasted one night. But I got my guy, so. There you go. And I was so, in high school, I was so shy. And walking up the stairs to the karate school, I said, and I knew, I said, oh, he's going to be my husband. And it happened. Right. But I believe, writing in your notebook, Maureen Hatfield. I manifested. I did. Right? So, yeah. I was like, Maureen Hatfield, Maureen Hatfield. I could see it. You could see it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I needed a realtor and a boyfriend. (laughs) Twofer. You got a twofer. (laughs) I got a twofer. But that's what I needed at the time, and that's what I wanted. And Scott's a realtor. So, you know, you really have to be careful with that, that list. That's very important. It really works Mm. for the people that I coach. Yeah, and I've even seen you firsthand help some of your dearest friends connect with loves. Right. I I watched as you pulled in or you helped them pull in the perfect match. Right. Like successful and kind and compassionate and likes to travel. And I watched that and you're like, oh, she's in Italy today with her surgeon. Right. I'm like, oh. That's how fast your life changes. If you implicate everything that I teach, it will happen for you right away. It's like a diet. You can't eat well some days and then not on other days. You have to stick with the program. And if you stick with the program, you'll have the results that you I like that. Stick with the program. Right? Maureen, why don't you give us some intuitive tips for dating? Okay. So I first want to tell everyone, you are all born with the ability to see, feel, hear, and sense things around you and to flex the intuitive muscle, right? We all have that gut instinct. With regards to dating, before you go out on a date, set your intentions, do some deep breathing, clear your mind so that you can be in the right space to be yourself and be authentic. Drink a ton of water. Water is a conductor of energy. Eat clean before you go out, because you know when you go on dates, you eat like a little chicken. You don't want them to see you like <laughs> sow, right? I'll have the double nachos, <laughs> everything on it, right? Oh, my gosh. You also want to, like I talked about earlier, getting into a space so that you can feel. So if it's not right, the moment, you know when somebody opens their mouth, you're like, oh, nope, yes, nope. You can feel energy. So you want to get to that space where you can feel energy. You're drawn to certain people, and you can feel whether they're telling the truth or not. So use your inner gauge. We all have it. It's that thing that tells you this isn't right, or this feels good, or this feels right. right? So those are some great tips. And always, Carrie, laughter is the best medicine. I've watched you go <laughs> from rock bottom to tippity top, and my favorite thing that I got from you was your mantras right right so tell me about mantras what are mantras I think I first saw mantras in the Tina Turner movie where you know she would be like taking all this from Ike and then she'd sit down with this gong bowl and she would do these mantras and then you'd see her like hours later singing proud Mary oh and eat pray love 
mantras, um, right? So, well, Eat, Pray, Love was a movie about a marriage that ended. The first scene of that movie is Julia Roberts in an ishram saying Om Namah Shivaya. You know, if you don't feel like you have your game and things aren't going well for you, you can actually change your vibration by doing mantras. You can change your vibration. And I know you would tell me when I would be having a tough time, you need to do mantras. And you would tell me them, but it was, so tell me your top mantra. I think for getting your groove back or appearing more attractive than you are, there's a chant called, um, Om I'm Reem Kleem Chamundaye Vijay Namaha. Yeah. And that actually changes your appearance to make you appear more beautiful than you Really? Are. Yeah. So beauty on the inside, right? Coming out. Well, I love that. I love that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you need to feel it to heal it. And tell me some of your top sayings. I um What got you through? Being the girl who fell down seven times and getting up eight. Hallelujah. If I can do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Bring it home. The comeback is always stronger than the setback. That's right. And now for today's Tinder tips. Number one, get back to you. Stop putting the focus on your ex or the guy who didn't text you. For once, focus on yourself and do things that make you happy. Take a yoga class. Get a puppy. Do things that fill you with joy to remove the feeling around loss. Number two, if things aren't working out the way you want them to, let it go. Release the energy of wanting. Walk away and leave your phone. Number three, you attract the energy that you put out. If you are thinking negative thoughts, you will pull in more negativity. Your thoughts become things, so choose wisely what you focus on. There couldn't be a better time to lose limiting thoughts or beliefs that are on repeat. Number four, take action. Don't wait until you feel your best. Just get out there. You have everything to gain and nothing to lose. The universe won't help you unless you help yourself. Number five. Always listen to your intuition. Don't ignore those red flags. Those red flags are always the reason it ultimately ends. Identify the red flag and walk away. And in some cases, run. I'm Carrie Brett and my guest today is Maureen Hancock. I am so excited to be here. We just have so many tips for the listeners and not just the women either, the right. guys, because we, let's face it, we all want to find love and we all want to be happy. And this life is short. And I can tell you that firsthand. I am the comedian medium and I deal with death on a daily basis. So do you know how lucky we are to still be taking a breath. So let's talk about how do we make the most of this lifetime and find happiness. Right. So I have noticed with different women and different friends of mine that there is a, a death of, let's say, a parent or a sibling 
and they were kind of at a standstill and they were talking about potentially going on Tinder and dating. And then right after someone that they love passes, they're like, okay, I'm doing it now because it's, they're reminded that life is short. Yes. It helps to put things in perspective. I deal with, you know, physical loss of a loved one or even a pet every day. But I'm also approached about the loss of a relationship, a job, you name it. So grief can have many aspects to what you're experiencing in life. And I've watched you and many of my friends grieve a relationship. And it just ties right into the five stages of grief. And then you come back. You come back from the trenches to do it again. And it's scary, right? It's scary, but once you are that phoenix that rises from the ashes, once you do get to the other side, you're like, the worm has turned and is carrying an Uzi. You know, you're just <laughs> ready to... That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. No, I can't get it out of my head. Like this angry worm with an Uzi. Well, don't ready to know, screw with a woman's scorn. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you, you filled an ocean with tears. I mean, I just remember constantly, you know, checking on you so that you wouldn't check out. Right. And that's serious. I feel like a lot of us get to that point with relationships where you feel like there's no other way out. And I promise you all listening, there is hope on the other side. And the other side is still here on earth. And we're learning lessons and we're growing and we're trying to just get it right for our heart, for our soul, our children, for ourselves. Grieving a relationship is definitely no joke, but you know, you've got to get busy living instead of getting busy dying. For me, how I put one foot in front of the other and got in the shower and had a spray tan and or had a blowout and got in an Uber, those were movements forward and forward is forward. Baby steps count. That for me Sitting at home watching Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, you know, I love the show, but it wasn't helping my cause. Let me tell you what I saw with you. Okay. And this is heavy. I mean, you wouldn't eat. You lost 30 pounds. Your hair was falling out. You sent me pictures of bald spots in your head, and I have chills right now talking about this, and I'm going to cry with you. But just you... And it was like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I'm like, don't give away your power. Right. You are still here. You are breathing. You are lucky. You are blessed. And you talked about your grandmother who right. passed away. And you were praying to her, screaming, crying, pounding on the floor, asking her for help. Right. Right. So we reach out. Tell me about that. You do have your angels and your spirit guides. And my grandmother who's passed... You know, I always joke and say that I went to every shaman on the South Shore. I mean, I would do anything and everything to heal myself of that pain. I was very proactive, whether it was writing lists or journaling or making a vision board of what my future was going to be, even though I didn't believe that it would, ha you know, I some days believed it stronger than others, but I was going to try. Yeah. What was the point that got you off the floor? I always believed that something good would happen because I believe in karma. And I believe that I had put so much good into the universe that it had to come back to me tenfold. The universe is rigged in your favor, but it's 
it's the timetable that it happens. And I know people get really frustrated. Again, you have to have hope. Without hope, all is lost. Mm -hmm. So here are some tips that I want to give folks for grieving a relationship and what can you do to put one foot in front of the other, like you say. So journaling is amazing. You and I have ADHD, so we last about a minute. Like, right. oh, dear, you know, grandmother. <laughs> I got to make a sandwich. So, squirrel. <laughs> There's a blue car. I know. But um, journaling is really helpful. Self-care is amazing, and we all need it. And I think that we lose ourselves, so you have to find yourself again before you can find true love. I know that you did it very quickly where you picked yourself up off the floor got a spray tan, a blowout, you got your eyelash extensions and, you, and beautiful new glasses. And no, you, you got the eyelash extensions Whatever. for me. Oh, yeah, I did. I don't okay. have them. Oh, you do. No, I don't actually right now. <laughs> okay. So, you know, very psychic. <laughs> but self-care is really important. And what does that mean? It means even making time or meditation, deep breathing, clearing your mind, take a yoga class, walk in nature, get a puppy, you right. know, whatever, rescue a, a dog, which is really going to rescue you, right? right. But self-care so that you can get back to you, you can start feeling good again, because whether it's a man or a woman, if you have a breakup, your self-esteem is in the floor, you know? It yeah, just, you have no self-worth and you have no self-esteem the loss that you experience is actually, you really lost something that wasn't yours to begin with. So, so what are you losing? Ooh. And But unfortunately, people turn that inward and then they don't feel worthy. The problem with that is waiting until you actually feel great about yourself is that dating is timing. So I always say, you know, I went out when I didn't feel my best, when I couldn't button my skinny jeans. But that didn't matter. It didn't matter what size I was in. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter if I looked younger in my photographs. Scott saw the person that I am. Mm. So I don't think you necessarily have to feel your best because it can take a long time. I think you just got to get after it. Right. Like lose the double spank sausage casing. <laughs> right. You don't need to do that. Like start loving yourself so that, right. you know, you're not constantly someone who you're not and right. you don't feel comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. So right? I think that's what people do on, on first dates is they are so, they're so afraid to be themselves. Oh my gosh. And right. that's what people fall in love with is your true self. Mm -hmm. Be yourself. I love it. Be yourself. I would say is a really good tip. Just put it all out there because everybody is, you know, a hot mess in a sense. Oh yeah. Because you find when it's not, it doesn't feel authentic and you're on a date and they're just giving you, you know, the stock answers. Right. Uh, studying to be a CPA and I have three houses and right. and then you find out later that the IRS just put a lock on the door, you know. Right. Just be yourself. Right. Because you know what? Guess what? You have nothing to lose. And I used to say that to you. I'm like, what do you have to lose? You've already hit rock bottom. You can only go up from here. Hang on, everybody. Hang well, on. Well, in some cases, I lost like six hours of my life that I could never get back. Mm. <laughs> no, you lost. <laughs> on dates that you made me go out Oh, on. for Christmas sake. Really? 
I made you, but you know, look at we look have where you some, are now. We have some funny stories, and I, I have a lot of great new Facebook friends. That's... You would not be the relationship coach that you are if I didn't send you on those disasters, okay? Right, so thank you for that. Yeah, see? Well, that's, that goes back to my point where you can't become good at something that you don't do. So you have to have a, a bunch of dates that don't go well to get better. It's, right. just the way it's it all goes. the learning process. Right. Everything that we experience, not just dating, everything that you think is negative that you just experienced, I want you to step out of it and say, what did I just learn from that? Even if you're hitting every red light, somebody's driving 30 in front of you, you're getting aggravated, I want you all to take a breath and say, what am I supposed to learn from this? Right. Slow down. You move too fast. Yeah. Okay, I'll stick to my day job. <laughs> Talking to the dead. I've got a song for everything. Hello, uh, it's me. I actually put that in my swiping soiree. What? Well, I have this thing on, about crickets and getting ghosted. Oh, I want to hear about it. Tell so me. when you are looking at your phone and you're like, why are they not texting me back? Well, before the actual ghosting, they're testing you to see if you're going to write them, if you're feeling desperate, if you're feeling insecure. If you're sitting by your phone and you're waiting for someone to text you to potentially go out on a date that night, say it's a Saturday, I always say, go out, do whatever you want on Saturday, have the best day, go into Boston, go into the city, sit at a bar, change the radius on Tinder, talk to lots of people. Even if you have no one to go out, you know, you can go out in public and have energy around you. Mm -hmm. Have a very fun, incredible day. By the time you get home, you're so tired. You don't even really care if you go out with that yeah, person. Yeah, you have to release that energy of wanting and fear. You're sitting there staring at your phone, mm -hmm. so hopeful that they will write back. Right. But all your energy is going and giving them the power. Right. I tell my friends all the time, I'm like, walk away, leave your phone. Right. And then they will write you because you release the energy. Absolutely. So, uh, or better yet, grab some friends and go out to a busy bar within 20 minutes of ignoring your phone and living a fun life with your friends. Your phone will blow up. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's owning your power and saying, I'm not going to sit back, even if it's a text, and give it to anyone ever. Ever. And that's why I say, you know, by the time I learned all this, I was the worm who had turned, who was carrying an Uzi, because I just had had enough. And I think I had to go through all that I went through on Tinder so that I could teach other people and mm. to have people avoid pain. Right. And I see your success stories every single day, so you're doing it right. I'm driven to help people, and if I had this when I was on Tinder, one of the first people on Tinder, I would have been very grateful. Mm. You know, but I had you, so that was good. I was lucky about that. And you have this whole team. I watched all your friends swarm in, bringing you meals, checking on you, picking you up off the floor. Like, you have a great team on your side. I do. I have an amazing group of friends that, ironically, we've all been there, though. They have all... Right. Reach out. Reach out to your friends and your family, I think so many live in the darkness and they're just embarrassed and they don't want to share and they don't ask for help. And my number one tip really, and I needed to say this earlier, is that you should find a grief counselor or a counselor because 
if you find the right person to talk to and it's not just your friends and your family, a professional that can help guide you, I think that's really important too. Yeah, I think that's good because you want to be as healthy in your mind as you can be. And mm-hmm. if that helps that process, great. Matt Damon said in The Departed that the Irish can't be psychoanalyzed. I'm going to go so- to Feline St. Jordan Mash <laughs> and get some counseling. <laughs> my family it's like I need some counseling they're like can you get a third job like <laughs> what are you doing I can't with you I can't with you well, yeah we're like why don't you get a Irish, second job right you're gonna sit on a couch and talk about yourself can you get a third job <laughs> I don't know why you're going to a therapist I mean whatever you did it right I mean I went to Jill Jill yeah. helped me a lot and that's a friend of yours give a yeah, shout she, out yep she's a ther- she's a, a psychic healer and I can't leave home without her. An astrologist, and so she could tell you what the stars were, how they were lined, and what yeah. was going to happen. Again, she was someone who was listening and giving, giving me hope. Yeah. It can be hard, and it can be depressing. It can be lonely. The loneliness. I, I always say, I understand why people die of like a broken heart. Aww. Because yeah. it's, it's sad. And um, it doesn't have to be. Well, if you get, you know, get out there, get swiping. Get swiping. Find hope again. Believe in yourself. Right. I love it. Believe that it will happen. Maureen, thank you so much for being here. You're the best. I am so lucky to have you as a friend, and I really appreciate all the advice that you gave our listeners today. Oh, it was just my pleasure and honor to be here and witnessing you, Carrie, changing lives all over this world. I am so excited to just be a small part of that. Oh, thank you, Maureen. So remember, the comeback is always stronger than the setback.